You got the chill. The chill, chill, chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Pat from Madison saying he's on the Malik Heath train. Choo choo, I believe. Uh, choo choo. A uh, Wildy has been beating his horn over on Wildy and Tausch. <laughs> beating his horn. <laughs> Tooting his horn. Excuse me. <laughs> Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Wake the flock up, Matt Hamilton. I'm here. I'm awake. Matt Hamilton wearing a Madison forward hat that says, wake the flock up. You can see that cool. at Jim and Matt and YouTube. And uh, Matt, you got, uh, what's the theme for today's shirt? Uh, 90s cartoons. Uh, my buddy Derek is golfing with me in league today. Okay. He's got a Reptar shirt from the Rugrats. Okay. That's uh, like character in the show. Yep. And this is a Rocco's Modern Life. So if you're, uh, you know. A 90s kid like I was, you definitely know this show. Ryan Wolfsheim had no idea what I was wearing when I yeah, showed up. Yeah, everyone on this side of the glass right now has no clue what it is you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, this is... I, I, well, it misses me a little this bit, This is too, essentially... This is like your Phineas... Isn't there a show like Phineas and something? Phineas and Ferb, yeah. Yeah, this that, is like Phineas okay. and Ferb. This okay, seems okay, like fair. my version of like Ren and Stimpy, just on the drawings. A little bit. Yeah. Honestly, they are very close to the same vein as uh, Ren and Stimpy. Because I think, again, you kind Kinda of... Like, Cruder jokes, I think, a little bit. Not quite like Ren and Stimpy quality. Okay. Because. But, yeah, same vein. My brother is a couple years, you know, four years younger. So, like, I've a little bit know some of his stuff, too. But I think, like, your thing, you're 10 years younger, nine years younger. You miss, like, I just miss these. Some of the stuff overlaps. These folks yeah, like on your Rugrats, shirt. Yeah, like you probably. I know Rugrats. Right, but, like, yeah. you weren't into it. No, no. But See, I know Rugrats. I was Rugrats. young enough to be into Rugrats. But, like, Rugrats, I feel like, is a little bit like Futurama, which just came back out with the episodes where. Oh, it, man, I'm so stoked. It tinged where it was more of, like, um, like older people, older kids liked it though too because it wasn't just for kids. Like there was right. adult there was humor in it. Yeah, like Simpsons. Like Simpsons. Like that. Simpsons isn't even really a kids show. Like, no, but there's. You're right. There's some layers of humor. Honestly, SpongeBob is like that. There oh, is definitely yeah. some secret yes. innuendos that yeah. like no kids ever going to pick up on. But an adult watching is like, what? yeah. My wife does not like the kids watching SpongeBob because I mean, she of picks the up on everything. In SpongeBob is bikini bottom. Like it's definitely not like there are those hidden innuendos all over the place in that show. Yeah, like now I'm curious, and you can chime in on this eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Do do younger kids like The Simpsons? Like I always liked The Simpsons, and my nah. I, I made my um I didn't make I downloaded The Simpsons movie for my. Uh, daughter, my oldest, and she was just like, did not. She's like, I had to watch it. Like, just not into it. And The Simpsons for a long time were kind of a cultural touch point. And even into Matt's generation, now South yeah. Park and others. But to me, they're like different. Like Simpsons is like broadcast TV sitcom sort of stuff. And yeah. then South, South Park, Park and felt like. I mean, here's the thing: South Park evolved. It used to be just like fart jokes with a little bit of like. Pop, com, like current culture sprinkled in. Yeah. Now it's pretty much all current pop culture stuff. It's kind of like what The Simpsons ended up being, right? Yeah, and I don't watch events. and I don't watch The Simpsons much anymore either. I just don't. I mean, no, no reason against it. I also haven't watched South Park in forever. But again, nothing against them. I just so the just kind of phased it out. Art team sent our team a like a still of one of the frames when the when the Simpsons family beat 
the Swedes in the Olympic final to win gold. Yeah. Which obviously, uh, and just another idea, another reason or thing that the Simpsons predicted. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. Uh, if you're new on that, just a quick thing. There is a whole thread on the internet of like all the things that have happened in Simpsons that are happening in real life. Right. And like they predicted Trump's presidency, yes, yes. Like all sorts of things. Uh, including the United States beating Sweden for a gold medal in curling. Uh, they sent us a still, a frame from from it, and Matt Groening had signed the bottom. So I've got like a very cool, like special framed photo from uh, the Simpsons art team. I'm not going to lie. That's probably one of the cooler things that I've, you know, yeah. to have that for your collection is mm -hmm. pretty cool. Yeah, I was really stoked on it. <laughs> like, it, how? How? How did they predict the United States over Sweden in the final? Like, they didn't get third place, but. Well, but it's I also like it's good. not like they hit the cool. year, but it's still enough where you're like, wow, like, it is it is nuts. Now yeah, they've been around long enough, and they throw enough out there that stuff could happen. But still, yeah, right. and Matt like, Hamilton part of the Illuminati. Like, how do you how do you get this lined up so perfectly, Matt? I don't know. I don't know. It must the Illuminati must have had some control of my curling match. They were there at your right. birth. They were making sure they put a curling stone in your curl <laughs> and everything. And be like, you are the one, Matt Hamilton. <laughs> maybe, maybe I I doubt it, but maybe who knows. <laughs> This is Rutledge and Hamilton. You can see Hamilton out at the Greater Madison Golf Show, brought to you by Coors Light. The overall show will be going on at Lake Windsor Country Club from noon till 8 on Friday and Saturday, but the sh our show will be out there 2 to 4. You can win up to pri prizes up to $10,000. Lots of different things going on there. Demos. Uh, club fittings. Club fittings. You, like you can try stuff on. <laughs> merchandise for sale. All attendees will receive a free round of golf at Old Hickory Golf Club and Christmas Mountain Village. General admission and VIP tickets are available at R-O-Y-L-E-GolfShows.com. So. I mean, if you're trying to improve your game, this is where you go. Because let's be real. It's not, it's not us getting better at swinging the club. It's the equipment's not good. We need to find the good equipment. This is where you find it. Badger football. Badger football, Jimmy. Good I love vibes. the transition. Good vibes. I for think crazy vibes. Yes, but crazy good vibes. Crazy good, yeah. Like, I. How many times do you have like a new coach, a new regime? Like, literally, we 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 mix things up as much as we've ever done in Badger football history. Who's pumped? Like, I'll we tell are you who's looking... not pumped though. Tom Tom Oates. Oh no no no! Although he doesn't like the new regime, you can go ahead and share us that share that with us. Yeah, Ryan. break it. Down. Uh, I have no idea what's going on. So Tom Oates has been. You guys might remember him a few weeks ago. He's the one who kind of caused the controversy with Chris so, on the air a little bit. And I would say the nexus, the the origin point of this is that Tom Oates believes that hiring Fickle over Jim Leonard was a mistake. That is his primary. That's like gripe his with basis. The, yes. the nexus of everything he does now is because he thinks. That hiring Luke Fickle, a man who took a non-Power 5 school to the college football playoffs for the first time ever and has run a program for a while, is somehow unequivocally a worse pick as head coach and still maintains that despite the recruiting wins than Jim Leonard. And I think one of his hobby horses on this is to just try to drive, the home, drive home the fact that we don't have enough Wisconsin kids. So that's like the only thing he can nitpick right. out. Yes. Okay. But now he's so found a new thing to nitpick out, Matt. Yes, but his primary way to nitpick that, as you said, Jim, was that whenever Wisconsin missed out on two high-value in-state recruits from, uh, I believe it was Waukesha Catholic or Catholic Memorial, out two players who ended up committing to Penn State, just Tom Oates tweeted out saying, oh, these players are committed to Penn State. And at the end of his tweet, he simply captioned it with oops, period. 
So then 14 hours ago, as yes, after the news came out yesterday that Jim Leonard had taken a job as a senior football analyst at Illinois, Tom Oates simply tweeted that out and then put a space and then simply said, oops, period. <laughs> so Tom Oates I really I love it when some... guys like think that they're like doing a mic drop kind of tweet. It's like, man, you know what's really going to show the Badgers? That Jim Leonard, the coach that they passed on, didn't hire to the new thing, decided to go to a dumpster fire of a football team led by a dumpster fire of a coach. This was going to show him. I'm going to mic drop it and just say, oops. Cool. I just can't. I can't get around it. Like, Jim, good for you. I'm glad you have a job. If it's done out of spite, I, I guess good pick. You picked Illinois. Maybe that's going to fire Badger people up. But, like, I don't think you have a chance of beating us this year. So there's fine if you want to get beat by the Badgers and that's your way of sticking it to the man. Good for you. And Tom Oates, come on. Use your head, man. Like, look at what Luke Fickle has done for this program. This buzz that's around it, it's not because of guys like him writing articles. This is because Luke Fickle's throwing out the bat signal. We're getting recruits left and right. We're getting, we've got three four-star uh, quarterbacks committed to the Badgers right now, including the ones in the roster and ones coming up. We've never had that outside of, guess who, Graham Mertz. We are in for a new era of magical Badger football. And Tom Oates is here sitting in the past like, not my Badger team. <laughs> not my Wisconsin Badgers. It's just, come on, get with the times or go right for Illinois. Get some Matt Hamilton. Get some Tom Oates. Like it. <laughs> Let's go, man. That's what I'm talking about. Gosh. You like not, that. You know, I don't want to be an ageist, but this is some old school thinking. Like let's just keep let's just keep running out the same thing. It wasn't that bad, right? Well, it's more of this. I get wanting Jim Leonard to have the job, and we would all, all would have been fine because we didn't know the alternate universe we're living in if Jim Leonard got the job. But to stick your head in the sand and say unequivocally the Badgers have made a mistake <laughs> for not hiring Jim Leonard when there has been nothing but great vibes about the Badger football program is purposely being obtuse, and that's the problem I have. And we've all been there. But you have to pull yourself out of your echo chamber. And I think Tom's the only one in it because I don't think there's much of a, a belief system. How much many of a... retweets are on that oops right now? Oh, Tom doesn't do well with his tweets on Twitter. No, People no, that, do not. The ratio was bad. No, it was a Tom, bad ratio. You don't know what ratioing is? The number of likes to retweets or comments on a tweet? Uh, Tom Oates is usually doing one-to-one on likes to replies or quote tweets. And the replies are pretty not great. So, They're all against him, yes. Because <laughs> you're there's... kidding. If he wants to take a victory lap, if Luke Fickle falls on his faith, or if Luke Fickle was not doing what he's already doing, all we know about Luke Fickle right now is that he is a hell of a recruiter who has changed the entire dynamic of this program. The competition level has amped up. The player, the caliber of player at Wisconsin has ramped up. Everything about this program has changed culturally for the positive. And that's with all due respect, and I mean that, not in a Ricky Bobby way, for Paul Christ and Jim Leonard. But Luke Fickle has changed what this program stands for in a great way. We don't know if it'll all work. But to stand here and pretend that it was definitely going to work with Jim Leonard and it definitely won't work with Luke Fickle just because that's the Wisconsin way is ridiculous, obtuse, stupid. I mean... 
What do we do? There's no reasoning. There's no logic behind it. It's just, I don't like it. So then I'm just going to crap on it. And that is do you think it's incredibly because, annoying. Is there a chance that, and you know, he had a good rapport with Jim Leonard and might have just had like a weekly story? I think that's very like Oh, down. he personally yeah. likes like Jim sit Leonard. sit down with yes. the coach kind of thing where he's like, if Jim Leonard was coach, I would have a one-on-one well, no, one interview. No, Tom is already retired. But, uh, okay. but he does retired. personally know Jim Leonard. And we've all been there. I personally have a bias for Melvin Gordon and Dari Gumawale. But I, I'm not coming out there saying that the those guys should be the star running backs for the Packers. I'm saying I wish them well and I want success for them. Not they're going to be great because I like them, and that's <laughs> like that's the difference. The here. one thing I will give Tom Oates is that I do agree with him that the way Jim Leonard was passed over and the way the the job was sort of taken away from him somewhat at the end okay, is uh, was tough. Like it did seem like all indications. Were who going gave towards, him the job that was taken away? It Jeff seemed Patricus like Patricus gave him the job. Jeff, yeah, Jeff doesn't work for the Badgers. Another yes, another fellow colleague of Tom Oates's did make a mistake on that story. Well, different but, papers. Different but, papers. Okay. Nobody gave him a job. Jim true, Leonard true. thought he. If but Jim Leonard thought he had a job, that he was going to be his job. From whom? From o- the overriding sentiment, the entire Outside Badger fan the base. Program. Yes, yes. And so, it seemed I mean, like they I were, thought that that was but, the sense too. Like that was the vibe. Do but you, you? I don't base my life. You don't own shares in the Wisconsin Badger football team like you do, or you want to in the past. <laughs> sure would like to, but like. <laughs> yes, be, well, like I think it's kind of dope. Matt and I aren't going national because we might be Madison's favorite radio team. Like, <laughs> just because people I'm already like planning, <laughs> I'm getting ready to move to whatever city that the, I need to. Going to Colorado, <laughs> Buffalo? No, we're going to New York. We're going to run out of Pier Thirty One, just like Greeny or whatever it is. To borrow from uh, Dennis Green. If Jim Leonard wanted to crown his ass, he could crown his ass, but he doesn't make himself the head football coach. And so if he thought that he was getting the head football job, that's fine. You can think you're going to get something. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. It doesn't mean you've been done dirty because you weren't (laughs) offered a job you thought you earned. That's life. All right, that's fair. I, I'm and I'm not saying, saying Jim Leonard thinks that. I'm yelling at you, Ryan Walsh. Hey, hey, okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, you yell at me. Take it out on me. But like, Take my it point out on is me. that, like, yes, we all thought Jim Leonard was going to get the job, and it did seem fade a complete, but it's not a real thing. My understanding is that no job was offered or promised or insinuated to Jim Leonard. It never was done publicly by Chris McIntosh. And so... It's hurt feelings, but it's hurt feelings because you didn't get your dream job at, at the, like 42 years old. And at the end of the day, he was passed over by the program. So I, I, I personally, when it comes to Jim, when it comes to Jim Leonard, I have no, I have no qualms about him taking the job at Illinois. Do I? I it's a, it's a, it's a it was smart a, move for him. It, was, it is he a did smart it out move. of spite, but it was, it was not a smart move. He could have taken I, any job. He could have taken any he job, but nothing. it's with some guys we formerly worked but with. But he burned fellow bridges. UW, uh, yeah, but the bridge was already burned spiteful. as soon as he didn't take the job. It was. It was burned here. It was spiteful. It's part The spite, Badgers burned half the decision. bridge, and Jim burned the other half. Yeah. They'll yeah. be repaired at some point. But they burned it first. So, I mean, But Ryan, you went on the show yesterday. I don't have a problem with him taking a job with some sort of spite into it. I don't see spite as a bad thing. Having a reason to want to stick it to someone and be competitive. What is Jim Leonard? Five eight and played in the NFL forever and was like all American at Wisconsin. He's like a ten year vet. Yeah. Of course the guy is full of competitive spirit and wants to stick it to anyone <laughs> who doesn't believe in him. And I respect the hell out of that. So I'm not knocking Jim Leonard for taking the job. I'm just saying eyes wide open here. He took it in part because he wants to stick it to UW, and I respect that. 
Like, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but he wants UW to pay. 100%. And yeah. I got to say this, I'm excited for this rivalry going forward. The Brett Bielema uw rivalry between the border Brett border Bielema rivalry? will be out of Wisconsin yeah. before Luke Fickle. He's going to be oh, out of Illinois yes, in two right. years. We'll Mark see. It. We'll yeah. see. It'll be on the field next they year. They do I can't not wait. want to see some dude in a 4X orange blazer <laughs> four, on that sideline. Four? Five X. <laughs> Have you guys seen the uh, the mascot for the Syrac- University of Syracuse? Yeah. That is just what I imagine Brett Bielema. It's is. a big orange. Every, it's just yeah. a giant oh, yeah. orange yeah. with a blue hat on. Uh-huh. That's all I could think of every time I see Brett Bielema yeah, on Brett the sideline. We're gonna throw he's some. Gonna be we're gonna throw some stones next. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Matt, I have a question for you before we get throwing stones. So there's this video right now on social media, and it's really about Josh Allen being a great guy. <laughs> but here's the part that I – Josh Allen, quarterback for the Bills. Yeah. But here's the part as a dad, but I'm also a sibling of – you know, I got a brother who's younger. And I don't think I would have been as great as this kid was. So this looks like a 15-year-old boy, maybe his sister's like 12, flags down Josh Allen, says, hey, my sister over there in the bucket hat – in your jersey, your biggest fan. She's already in tears just the idea of being this close to you. Can you give her a hug or something? And Josh goes over, gives her a hug. She He gives her an autograph. She's just a, a mess at this right. point. Like, just tears, Paddle. happiness, like the best thing ever happened. So from my perspective, I'm like, I don't think I would do that for my brother. But also, as a dad of uh, two girls, I'm like, I would wish my oldest would do that for my youngest or vice versa. Would you do that for Becca? I have. You have. Becca had. Becca had like a. That's like a. Well, how old were you? How old? Uh, I was probably eighteen. Okay, so seventeen. Good. Seventeen. This good. Was so teen. That's that's impressive. High schooler. Like I, I was, would imagine now. I hope you would do it. <laughs> but yeah, like Becca as a teenager, was a impressive. little bit younger. I was playing against the team that won the first uh, Olympic medal for curling in the United States in two thousand six. Okay. One of the players on that team. His name is Sean Rajeski. Good curler, great curler, kind of like, you know, he was a legend at the time because he was the first guy to be a part of that team that won that medal. That was my sister's favorite player. So I asked Sean if he would say hi to my sister after the game. And he did? Yeah, well, I mean, we lost, so I think that made it easier for him, too. I think if we would have beat him, he probably might not have. But, yeah, he did, and uh, my sister was pretty excited. The, see, there you go. Yeah. I just wanted to like. That I'm a was, good brother sometimes. Yes. Well, I'm more impressed. Like now, I have no doubt that you are. But right. As a teenager, yeah, and, like you're living in the same house, old. it's just harder. I think. Right. It's it's just competitive spirit, the whole mm-hmm. thing. So. Yeah. I was I was not always the best brother, but there was moments. I had my moments. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented Aww. by Coors Lights. <laughs> oh, we're really uh, getting somewhere. Just yeah. With Matt Let's Hamilton. throw some stones. You guys think they have the answers to everything. I'm the best there is. People like me. So it's time to put them to the test. That's some booty, Jim. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. This is Throwing Stones, presented by Metro Kia of Madison, Madison's trusted Kia dealership. 
Yes, it is time to throw some stones here on Rutledge and Hamilton. You guys know the deal each and every day. One of the producers here scrolls Twitter, finds, leaves us with many more questions X. and answers. X, excuse me, no longer Twitter. What are we X. calling it now if we tweet then? Xin? Uh, X's? I'm Xin. I don't know. I'm Xin and Owen. Uh, we'll leave it to Elon. Anyways, we'll score the answers throughout, and at the end, we crown a winner of throwing stones. So, Jim, actually really funny that you bring up that Josh Allen story because... There's another not-so-innocent story about Travis Kelsey attempting to give his number to Taylor Swift. <laughs> it seemed pretty in- uh, innocent. Uh, like, okay. I read the... I mean, I saw the clip of it. All right, all right. So let me explain it a little bit more. So Travis Kelsey attempted to give Taylor Swift his number via a friendship bracelet, but he got denied. He apparently um, had a master plan to shoot his shot during Taylor's Eras tour, stop at Arrowhead Stadium on his New Heights podcast this week. Travis mentioned that he made friendship bracelets with his phone number on them in hopes of giving one of them to the recently single singer. So, Jim, I guess I'll go ahead and start with you right away. What do you think about Travis Kelsey just absolutely shooting a shot with Taylor Swift? One, I, look, if you want to still respect it, why not? I mean, it's a very respectful way to, to shoot a shot. I would right. say that this seemed a little tongue-in-cheek. Just the yeah. idea of, like, I watched the clip of the podcast with him and his brother. Maybe it was real. Maybe it was tongue-in-cheek. But he basically said he was disappointed. He loved the show, but Taylor doesn't meet with anyone before or after the show to save her voice because she performs oh, so many songs. Okay. She doesn't do a lot of meet and greets, doesn't do a lot of that. So he was just, then he said, like, I was disappointed I made friendship bracelets because that's a thing at Taylor Swift concerts. Apparently, you make friendship bracelets and exchange oh, okay. them with other people at okay. the concert. So ah. he made one for her. So there's a little <laughs> more context to it. So tongue and cheek are real. It could have been a good meet cute. I mean, why not? Yeah. If she's single and he's uh, single. Go for it. It was it was not a rude way to, to try to make it an introduction. Sure. All right, Matt. I'm with Jim. If if especially right. if you're a professional football player, she might actually give you the time of day. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> shoot your shot, but as as long as you're not doing it ir- irresponsibly or disrespectfully, you know that's that seems totally fine. He was playing into the idea that they do friendship bracelets that at her concerts. Too bad that she's trying to save her voice, but And I don't know if she's actually an Eagles fan. I know she was born in Pennsylvania. I don't know how she lived there, but his brother, uh, which was the Kelsey that plays for Jason Kelsey. Jason Kelsey plays for the Eagles. He said that she's probably just uh, not a fan of yours because she's an Eagles fan. Maybe. She lives in Nashville. Now, right, so right. But I mean I don't I don't know fan. the I don't know the whole lineage of how long she lived in Nashville and how long she was in Pennsylvania, but can that's you, where she started. Can you imagine being a professional athlete and someone saying they won't date you because they play for the team that they hate? Like what if like you're a <laughs> diehard Bears fan and you met like the love of your life let's say it's Luke Musgrave and then you're like sorry but you play for the Packers can't be us you know not that it's the same thing but like the first thing I asked my wife when I met her is if she was a Packer fan yeah and then the second one being 2008 nine-ish roughly around there I asked how you feel about Brett Favre those are my first oh, two questions those are the so, and she breaks. passed it I'm gonna be honest if she said I'm a Bear fan I'd have been like Deuces, and you wouldn't, you would never wouldn't have been married. Yeah, later. apparently, apparently, yeah. Soulmates, so, I would have found a different soulmate. I would not have married. <laughs> I would not have mar- married a Packer fan either. My wife okay. is agnostic. Now she's like agnostic. she wants the Bears to do well. She's not like a huge sports fan, but like, okay. and especially sure. like if she watches the Bears, she'll want the Bears to do well because you're going to be right. a big old curmudgeon if they lose. Right, but also like the so my girls are in on it too. But I don't want my girls to marry a Packer oh, fan. Like I am putting that in there, like, hey, Packer fans are fine people, but you don't want to marry one. So like, <laughs> you do know, like, 
that's you you dwindle the options that your daughters have unless they go to school out of state. Especially in yeah, in the state of Wisconsin. Yeah. There are Bears fans yeah, here. Yeah, with all but... due respect, I do hope they leave the state for a while. Like I think that's yeah, important. No, I think so, it's like, important. And too. I want them well, I did want them, but set aside the horrendous scandal at Northwestern. Northwestern's my dream yeah. school for them. It's close enough. It's a Big Ten school. True. Plenty of Bears fans. Yeah, obviously. Plenty of Bear fans there. So but I will say this. Think of it like this. If you hated your spouse's profession, that might be a, a little bit of a, a wrinkle. But also, isn't uh, Van Ness, isn't he dating Cole Komet's sister, I believe? Yeah, because I think they went to the same high school in like northern Illinois, wherever that lo- area is. Yes, and Cole Komet just signed a uh, uh, like four-year extension, $50 yep. million. Makes him the ninth highest paid tight end in all football. Seems about fair. Cool. No, Anyways, fair. so speaking of tight ends and position players in the NFL... Uh, I want to wrap it to this question. So, I thought he was going to toot someone's horn. <laughs> no, no, not toot any tight end's horns. No more. Not anymore. Loves Mustangs so, tight end. We all, know, we all know about the quarterback show that's been on Netflix, yep. but apparently more and more quarterbacks are turning down the potential of being on season two. Apparently, Tua Tagovailoa and the commander's quarterback, Sam Howell, both turned it down. So so far What's now, Sam Jalen Howell Hurt, turning it down because for he'd be the perfect next year's uh what Marcus Mariota. Well, or, Sam Howell, I think, turn it down because it's like why, like, do I earn it? Like this is a, it seems like it's intrusive. So like Sam yes. Howell, I feel yes. like you turn it down. Like, hey man, like I'm barely a starter. I don't want to annoy my team having his camera and, crew nah, around. Fair. And Maybe. apparently, Tua said that it's part of the reason of why he didn't want it because he felt like it was too intrusive. So. The list of quarterbacks is dwindling down. So I ask you guys, is there another position group in the NFL you'd want to see a similar show about? Matt, I'll go ahead and start with you. You know, maybe something with running backs, just because they can maybe get a little bit more of their story out there about feeling underappreciated when they're absolutely the most banged up position out on the field. So I think running backs would be really neat. There's a lot of interesting characters. Like if we could see it like a Derrick Henry, maybe... Maybe you get uh, Aaron Jones and uh, B. John Robinson. So you got the Saquon Barkley or Saquon, right? Talk of the the town right now. Well, I think it would be good to have like a perspective. You got you got uh, King Henry, veteran guy who like commands big dollars. You got maybe a guy like B. John Robinson who's now a rookie, got a great rookie deal, guaranteed money, and then maybe you get someone like yeah, like an Austin Eckler or Saquon, someone who's like going through that motion right now. Obviously Saquon just getting it done. Like again, I'm biased. Like Melvin or someone who's trying to get yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. maybe Dari would be good. Yeah, banged around. I would say honestly, any position. But like realistically, you wouldn't watch one on like the left tackle. I mean, I would I would be a lot less intrigued by the left tackle. Unfortunately, it depends on the character. Your favorite tackle is David Bakhtiari. I mean, I, he's my favorite because he can chug a beer faster than okay, anyone else. Okay, so if you team. want, but like, <laughs> not you, because he's a left no, tackle. No, I should say this: you haven't <laughs> you haven't seen the show, correct? And I only ask not you yet, this: no. the show gives you so much insight to what it takes to be the player, and then also the person. So right, like and that's, Bach would be a so very that's interesting why, character. That's why I say like any of them would be interesting because just to see a glimpse right. into their life and the preparation plus their personal life and how it all blends together. I honestly think almost any player in the NFL would be interested in that as long as they had enough cachet. I think they'll get it done with quarterback. There's still enough quarterbacks out yeah, there. Yeah, and yeah, if this sure. was done really fair, there's nothing in this. I guess I haven't finished no, it, but like yeah. it only shows them in a positive light. And I mean, that would be the only criticism I have for it is that it... I mean, the Mariota stuff, it covers what happened as far as him, like, leaving the team kind of unannounced to get a knee surgery. Yep. But it covers it respectfully and shares that why he did it. And it's mainly like, I needed this surgery done. I'm not starting. 
and my my doctor said I needed to get this done, so I got it done. Yeah, at the end of the day, the people or the players who are in the show are going to have creative control yep. over what's going in. It's it's the last dance effect. To no, I, I look all three of those. Justin Fields turned it down. Look, he's this a big year for him. He'd be a perfect. guy He would, but show. like it's a big year for him. He said this year I don't want to do it. Tua, okay. it said that he's incredibly. Uh, personal. It didn't like the idea. He was fine with football stuff. Didn't want anything coming into his house, personal which you respect yep. that. Yep. And then obviously Howell, like that's a big jump. It'd be like Jordan Love doing it. Like you would be put yeah. off. And maybe that's our next. You know, maybe we ask that uh, after this. Ooh. Would you be put off if Jordan Love wanted to do the quarterback series? Like to me, that'd be a negative against in this him. first year. Yeah, yeah this year. Yeah, that'd be a little year. bit. Okay. Of a so we can get into okay. that I'll a little bit. Later. Love to see a Trevor Lawrence right now, though. Trevor Lawrence is super Trevor intriguing. And he's like a year ahead of where Fields is, hopefully. I mean, hopefully Fields you gets know, to where Lawrence is. But like, You know who else might be fantastic for this? Right now, especially going into this season, how about Zach Wilson? Getting over Pat, passed <sighs> over by Aaron Rodgers. He can't do it because it would just ruin his reputation. I mean, he can't, but, yes. but wouldn't you yes. want to watch this yes, show so absolutely. badly? absolutely. So That'd I know this team is probably going to be terrible, and I do know their coach's last name, Connors, but Kyler Murray is an interesting character in the league right oh, now. for sure. First-round pick, guy who's probably going to get moved on from because they're he's assuming not, they're going to get... He's injured. I feel like it's a bad look. Well, okay, him. with yes. injury right now, yeah. Yes. But, like, a healthy Kyler going into the season, yeah. you know, he he's good enough to go anywhere. There's a lot no, of teams I agree. Otherwise, that would yeah. want a yep. guy like Kyler. Yep. I would be pretty happy if Jordan Love turns into equivalency of Kyler Murray. I would think that, was a, that would be a great move. So I'm just trying to think of... Or jump. Yeah. Of, of a team that would work for so like just quickly like Russell doesn't work new coach so like you understand like hey you don't want it for that year uh, then you got Seattle Geno Smith could work and I'd watch Geno Smith would really cool. work well Stafford's coming back from injury so like it could work but at the same time yeah. this Ooh, like the 49ers yeah Sam Darnold which quarterback do you take oh yeah you could do Darnold but like Brock Purdy again it could be a distraction Purdy there because Purdy's be healthy but again this is his first year as a real starter so I'm True. trying to think of teams established starter like the Eagles with Jalen Hurts would work. Yeah, or the Bengals or the Bills, like those are established teams, and there's not much controversy going on right now. Giants, Daniel Gi- Jones da- just yes. got his contract. Yes, that would you want too. a little more controversy? Maybe Lamar Jackson. Baltimore. Yes, Lamar it's would be a good put one to too. bed a little bit, but right. still, what are the you know? Lamar would be a good one too. Like you got to pick teams that have at least some stability, coach wise, right. or, or nothing like new for that quarterback. All right, well, we definitely ran out of time there on throwing stones, Sorry. but for this one, I got to give it to you, Jim. Yeah. Jim, Jim made yeah. up a great point. Honestly, yeah. As an NFL fan, I'm going to watch any show about position players in the NFL, and it's probably going to be fantastic. You justify your wrong choice of Jim winning. Hey, hey, watch it there. Wake you would watch up. Anders Carlson. I mean, kickers, kickers would be awesome. Oh. I am pro kickers in fantasy football, and I'm pro kickers in regular football. <laughs> Double points for kickers. Double points for kickers. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. I'm not having any fun. I'm not feeling so alone. For once, every voice is like alone. gunshots fire, Matt Hamilton, do you believe in aliens? Yes. In some capacity. So I have when you say aliens, do you say like aliens that have visited Earth or aliens like there's some living form somewhere else outside this planet? Give me an answer on both. I mean, I'm not totally convinced that we've been visited because like 
if there's an advanced technology, let's be real, all of America or all of like human existence, when you found another culture that wasn't yours, you took it over. Right, but you didn't just let let it be. No one did that. Wait, but we're human. We could be infinitely flawed. There could be higher well, know, life yeah, forms. Maybe the, the, our yeah. instinct is to take. So maybe they like came in, checked it out, and be like, I, I don't want no part of this. Or they came in, checked out, so this is neat, and maybe. move on. There's, like, definitely, that, there's like, definitely life somewhere else as, off this planet. We as human beings can't fathom the idea of going somewhere and not just taking it. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. Our wizard brains, our smooth wizard brains are just like, I should own this. Right. So, <laughs> so like, 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 it's funny. You're not the only person to say, like, nobody even could grasp the idea of, like, maybe they were here. Maybe they were just taking social experiments and they were here for maybe a while. It was ye- maybe it was, like prehistoric times that they're here maybe too. dinosaurs or aliens we don't know but like the pyramids oh there's no, all there's, sorts of fun stories well the pyramids are it's pretty no no don't even oh, get me going on oh, it there's some it other is. things that are wild no no the, like the pyramids are pretty easily explained like very easily explained is how you build them like it's not that hard oh, like, oh but haven't you seen the 17 documentaries about the way the stones were no, cut and the way they were yeah, able no, to lift all, them no, up the it's pyramids? all it's that's all gibberish it's very simple very very simple like you do it um, we just don't a do lot it. of people we don't do yeah, which yeah. is what end time which is all things they had and if you look at it, they're all built really close to the actual but like the actual stuff they used to build it the rock formation they didn't have they to move them the very far from. yes makes sense uh anyways former u.s intelligence agent david grush says that under oath that the u.s government is in possession of ufos and non-human biologics wow that was today that's wild. Yeah. That's wild. I've been I've been going down like a rabbit hole of like r- random pseudoscience where this guy like ex- will explain the story and then give you all the debunked reasons why it's like this well, is so, like, how it's pseudoscience is the right word. If you don't know what pseudoscience is, basically call it like Da Vinci Code science of like Da Vinci <laughs> Code the book. Like some of those things are real, but all the connections are fake. Right. And, and so like that's what happens to a lot of these conspiracy theories of like mm-hmm. yes. These things are all separate and conjecture, and you could try to tell yourself or convince yourself these things could connect, but coincidence is not correlation. And so, like scientifically, you cannot connect these things. Yeah. I the, could go on a whole right, podcast my general thing and like weird, my, but like here's why. Like this. Right, but here's here's my general philosophy. I love it. When you, you hear and Aaron Rodgers, and this is a good yeah. way. This is a good way to live your life because not saying you shouldn't look into it, but also understand doing research is not googling. Or you know the internet will tell you whatever you want to hear. <laughs> yeah, Twitter is not a research right. base. But also, in general, especially for science, when you hear like hoofprints or things running, like think horses, not zebras. Like oh. <laughs> it's usually okay. horses, yeah. not zebras. Well, there's something. Like, it's usually there's the, a phrase by a famous scientist. It's like the more than likely the simplest answer is the the truth or the right answer. Detectives yeah. use this all the time. Kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. Like when you're trying to I solve. Mean, that's a, what chefs say, right? But it's also yeah. when you're trying to solve a crime, it's usually not something crazy. You're not closing off to it, but like pursue the easiest and most likely answer first, and see if that gets you the answer you're looking for. Yeah, it's right. the spouse ninety percent of the time. At the end of the <laughs> yes, it's Being always in cases, it's yeah. always the husband. Like anytime always. I turn on any of those shows with you know, mm-hmm. the husband did it. Like instantly, oh, there's a guy in it. He did it. So like, clearly, Jimmy, if one of these UFOs came down uh-huh. and the alien. Was on your lawn and came yep. up to you and said, "Hey, I'm looking to get a steak dinner. Where am I going?" <laughs> Ruth Chris Steakhouse in Middleton. Uh, you can go out there, the Horseshoe Bar. 
You can go there whether you're an alien, uh, a extraterrestrial, any of those things. They'll welcome you there. It's a, yeah. You can be, look like Matt Hamilton wear the Wake the Flock Up hat and his uh, goofy t-shirt, goofy but cool uh, polo. Uh, <laughs> <Good> save. <laughs> But it, I mean, it is. I was saying, I said T-shirt initially. Cool. It is goofy, but cool. Like it's mm-hmm. not goofy in a bad way. I respect goofy. But anyways, they'll respect it over at Whisker Steakhouse in Middleton. So go there for a happy hour. Go there for a date night. Go there for an event. Doesn't matter. Lee will treat you fantastic, and we'll have Lee on again next month because he is a lot of fun, and it's fun hearing you talk about uh, cooking with uh, Lee as well. This yeah. is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. And I was just kind of getting into Ryan a little bit. He missed. He dropped the ball. He could have played "Aliens Exist" by Blink One Eight Two, and without missing a beat, he just responds, "How old do you think I am?" I mean, honestly, man, Hamilton. Why is he throwing me under the bus for being old? Because you are. I mean, you're, <laughs> you're as old as the, we're talking about the pyramids. You know so much about them because you were there. Oh, you, were, gosh, you saw it firsthand. You and Adam and Madison. <laughs> Occam's razor is the phrase that I was looking for. Shout out to JJ and Poinette. Occam's razor is the philosophy and the problem-solving principle that recommends searching for explanations constructed with the, sp- the smallest possible set of variables. Right. So, like, look for the easiest answer first. Yeah. And uh, Matt Hamilton, I don't want to say you're a conspiracy theorist, but what percentage do you give like when you see a conspiracy what percentage do you like when you go when you see a conspiracy mm-hmm. what is your thought when it appears in front of you how do you approach it mentally and again 844-770-3776 do you believe we'll ask this question do you believe aliens have visited earth 844-770-3776 do you believe aliens have visited earth and we ask that question because a whistleblower and again this is just a congressional hearing this guy could all he could be mistaken. He could be making stuff up. People make stuff up all the time. Yeah. But he says that he knows that there are non-human crafts bi- and biology. Yes. Uh, <laughs> again, but and he has the right title. Yeah. But again, none of this has been confirmed. It's just what right. he says. But Matt, when you when a conspiracy theory is presented in front of you, how do you? What's your approach? My first thought is, where's the kernel of the truth? Just like. Just like uh, stereotypes, just like rumors, anything like that. They're started with some kernels of the truth. Whether somebody saw something and they believe that they saw something and are convinced that whatever they saw was, you know, whatever, alien, UFO, whatever, maybe Bigfoot. There's probably an explanation behind it. So I, I when I hear these people say things they're like this guy, I believe that he believes that the U.S. government has, a, you know, an alien biology and some sort of, like, alien crafts. I don't know if that's true. There might just be some advanced stuff that he just can't wrap his head around. And that's his only explanation. You know what I mean? So, I'm not going... I don't like to just discredit things immediately. But I'll go in skeptical. But I know that there's there's got to be some kernel of the truth that this whole thing, like, got ran with. So, I want... That's what I'm looking to find. So, Ryan, what about you? 
So, I believe aliens exist. I just don't believe they visited Earth. I just think that if that was the case, there would be more evidence. We would see them walking among us. Like, it would have happened by now. Especially with how many cameras there are today. How many phones everyone has. Everyone has a recording device in their pocket. I just think... The evidence would be clear and it would be there. So like that weird, the weird like declassified, uh, like from the U.S. government videos of like the Tic Tac and like the weird things that like I, I also believe American fighter pilots tracked with their instruments. I believe that the like, technology, the military and the U.S. military and other militaries have in the world are way beyond what we as the general well, public we know. Well, we know. So you think that that could be like yeah, an experimental for sure. craft for sure. rather People than, didn't know about, I mean, Oppenheimer came out. People right. didn't know about the atomic bomb until it was dropped the day it happened. Well, the military was had the internet for like 10 years before we did. So I don't like Honestly, yes. did you know that, uh, what, what was that famous um, camera company? Co- uh, Kodak. Kodak. Kodak found out that there was nuclear testing happening before the American public and the government actually paid Kodak for their silence because that radiation from like fallout was affecting the paper that they were printing pictures on. There's little dots. Whoa. And the radiation was going through, obviously, the cardboard containers. So they were noticing it. And the government literally was like, we'll pay you. We'll let you know when we're doing this so you can shut down your plants and you won't get any contaminated paper. But don't tell the public. So, so it's interesting. That's a fun little fact. During that like whole Oppenheimer testing, Kodak paper was being affected by the radio- radioactive fallout. And they had figured out that it wasn't contamination from their stuff. Like It was coming in from the outside. Man, you watch a lot of documentaries, don't you? <laughs> I'm you into... Just- oh, that's, that's fun just like... Knowledge and with Fair. Oppenheimer coming okay. out, that was one of the like prompted okay, what sure, you sure. didn't know about the nuclear testing. And so, stuff, so yeah. yeah, a lot of blogs with that. Love one, that sure. stuff. Worth well, noting that like we all agree that the military has technology that we has probably, secrets, right? Yes, but the technology that it would take for another entity to get to the our world, our Can Earth, you fathom exactly. That? Yes, like. Ryan could be an alien. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we yeah. are, like, our stupid brains couldn't even wrap our ability. We couldn't even understand right. what is going on. Like, you know, like that, we have to also understand, we have to give that as well. So, my when I see a conspiracy theory, my, merc- my first thought is who's benefiting from it? Like, who is grifting off of it? Right. Because for the most part, and we saw it during the pandemic, who can get more clicks or more money or make money off of it? Where's the grift? Right. Like, for an example, like, you can make money off calling something fake, even though the thing that's being, or wrong or bad, even though the thing that's being made that's bad is being done essentially for free. Right. The money's not, to me, I would rather, I like, so when I look at a conspiracy theory, I would say, well, all the money is being made over here with the people saying it's fake and they get more right. followers and they're saying it's bad and they like they get money and they're working a grift and there's no money to be made in the truth. Right. I'm going to stare on the side yeah. that says, well, the, the, the side of this that has no monetary gain is probably the side that is correct. And again, and we saw it all on that Dumpster Fire app Twitter yesterday, Correlation or coincidence is not causation or correlation. And so I think <laughs> that is the biggest thing that everyone needs to remember with conspiracy theories. Who's making money and coincidence is not correlation or causation. So that's how I look at it. I like to look at it 
very, very skeptical. That if you're trying to tell me that something is established true, and now it's fake, I have a hard time believing you. But I do not have a hard time believing the folks at Canopy Wealth Management because they know how to help me get set up for the future. They take their clients' financial goals very seriously, and they can take your financial goals very seriously. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started with them today. That's canopy-wealth.com. He's Matt Hamilton. I am Jim Rutledge. This has been Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. See ya!